This is the Colts Free Agent Tracker, a look at some key in-house free agents this offseason. In the Indiana Union Construction Industry Radio Studio, here's the voice of the Colts, Matt Taylor. Yeah, I like it. See, you're over there drumming along like me. This this reminds me of like a Saturday morning, yeah. right around 11 o'clock, the marching band filing into the stadium, like getting ready it. for yeah. a new kickoff on ESPN2. drumline action. Butler... In the Butler Bowl, or you got uh, you know Purdue versus Illinois on yeah. ESPN two, okay, yeah. you know, like a mid-November game. I uh, like it. That's Casey Valier over there. I'm Matt Taylor. This is our last free agent tracker podcast. Our series concludes today. We're taking a look at EJ Speed. He is our last uh, in-house free agent that we've uh, focused on. We focused on just about everybody, right? We've talked about it openly. Ashton Doolin, Bobby O'Karake, Dennis Kelly. Matt Pryor, Tyquan Lewis, Ben Banigou, Paris Campbell, Brandon Faison. We've uh, taken a look at, at Rodney McLeod, Matt Hawk, Chase McLaughlin. Earlier this week, it was Yannick Ngakwe. This is all the setup for the the open, the two-day open negotiating period on Monday, which is obviously known as legal tampering on, on Monday, that, that two-day period. Between, like an oxymoron. It legal is. Legal tampering. It like, is. <laughs> such I, always, I, you know, I always have to check myself as right. I say that. But uh, <laughs> noon on Monday up until 4 o'clock or 3.59 Eastern time on uh, Wednesday, then 4 o'clock, the new league yeah. year on Wednesday, and then basically everything's official, and then it's on, man. It is. I mean, it. it's one of those things that Monday it really – you start to get the vibe, you know, when when all the I mean, if you're on Twitter on Monday, just prepare yourself for a whole bunch of information because that's when it really starts mm-hmm. and it just really starts gearing up because that's when, in my eyes, you start looking at what a roster is going to look like when they take the field. And that's when it really starts to get fun. You can talk about everything right now, but you start adding those pieces or you see where guys are falling. And you're like, oh, I wonder what he'll look like next to this guy and all that. So that's well, what, that's what happened last year with the uh, Jaguars, right? The the Christian Kirk deal, right, right? Yeah. That, that first Monday or Tuesday before things could uh, become official on, on the next Wednesday. So. Yeah, it's going to be fascinating. Twitter, get your notifications, get everything, get all your alerts on your phone set up because that's all in the backdrop of the NCAA tournament going yep. on, right? You got the first four, whatever they're calling that, the first round. For, yep. That's on Tuesday, Wednesday, leading into what I'm calling the official first round, those exactly. traditional first round games on Thursday, Friday. So it's going to be a busy week next week in terms of the sports landscape. So we're breaking it all down on EJ Speed today. Again, that's Casey Valier. I'm Matt Taylor. We're in the Colts radio studio, Union Construction Industry radio studio. So um, let's talk about EJ. Last year, um, he appeared in all 17 games, had five starts, thanks to the abbreviated season of Shaq Leonard, kind of opened the door as far as that goes. Had a season high eight tackles in that week 18 loss to the Houston Texans. Last year, all told, 55 stops, 32 solos, seven tackles for loss, had one sack for his career. He's appeared in 61 games, Casey. He has six starts in four seasons with the Indianapolis Colts. And last year, he played a career-high 314 snaps on defense. He also played the most special team snaps of any Colts player on the roster. Last year, so he was really big, obviously, uh, for Bubba Ventrone, who's no longer here. Um, but but when you look at his season last year, because the NFL, as we know, it's always what have you done for me lately? How would you classify 2022 for EJ Speed as he goes into a contract year? I would say it was just like every other year. He has grown year in year out, and I thought last year he took another step in his growth. Now we we talk about that linebacker spot, and it's 
there's a lot of guys that are that are really impactful players with Zaire and Bobby having great years last year. And you mentioned, you know, Shaq Leonard was not out there, but you can only play so many guys. And EJ Speed just kind of falls into that trap where, you know, he, he he's not necessarily your go-to linebacker, but you feel so comfortable with him out there. So I think all told, very productive year. He was able to show you, you definitely know what his impact is on special teams. That's something that cannot be overlooked. I mean, He's had a handful of punt blocks. I mean, this is a guy who has done a lot of really, really good things on special teams, but it started to really translate over the last couple years to the defense. And I think you saw it again this past year when he needed to step in. He was able to kind of answer that bell. How much has he outplayed his stock, if you will? I mean, this was a fifth-round pick coming out of a – Division two school, and we really didn't know what position he right. was. I, I mean, he, it was in high a... school he played quarterback, <laughs> right? I mean, he played defensive back in college. He obviously was a stud linebacker as well. But I mean, this guy's just a football player. He's a stud athlete. How, how impressed have you been with EJ's gradual evolution into one of the the core players for the Colts, both on special teams and on defense? I would say very, very pleased, and it's one of those things that. It, you meet him, and he, he's just one of those guys that he's going to put his nose down and do the work, and you've really seen it pay off. I thought early on in his career, you, you kind of looked at the body type, and you saw kind of Shaq Jr., if you will. Like, you saw what Shaq Leonard could do, and you thought, EJ Speed is kind of just, you know, the, the younger version of what Shaquille Leonard is, and I think he's really starting to show that. I mean, I remember draft day when we were sitting here. The Colts weren't even on him until like three weeks before the draft. <laughs> we, we were we were literally Googling it, and I was like, I'm seeing he played wide receiver. Someone said quarterback. I've seen linebacker. You didn't know what this was. You just knew that he was a gifted athlete mm-hmm. and a football player, and he's really grown into a very solid player for what this Colts team has been. All right, role-wise, if he comes back next year, for me – when you talk about, okay, what would his role be on defense? For me, it all depends on the health of Shaq Leonard. Right. Right? And, and that rehab, where is he at? Is he trending to being available for the offseason workout program? Is it going to be training camp? Is he going to be 100% ready to go by the time the regular season rolls around? These are things we just don't have the answers to right now. So I think if Shaq Leonard's healthy, obviously he's on the field. Right? right? You can't not play Shaq right. Leonard. Same thing with Zaire Franklin. The way that he played last year, he's going to be on the field. The way he was able to kind of capitalize on his opportunity. So if if speed comes back, that might kind of tell you where the Colts are at on Shaq Leonard. And I don't expect EJ Speed to be a a first-week guy or a second-week guy. We might have to kind of wait on this. And as time goes by, this might give the Colts or give Colts fans – an indicator on where Shaq Leonard is in terms of his health as the team gets ready to report for the offseason workout program in early April. But if, if he does come back, I mean, this is a guy that I think maybe kind of plays the same role as as last year where he is a guy you can really depend on on defense. You can obviously count on him to be a game changer on the special team side of, of the coin as well. But when he's been out there, when he's had to start, there's not a drop-off. Right. I mean, obviously – Shaq Leonard, you cannot replicate his knack for the football, his takeaway ability. I mean, he had 15 takeaways when he was pseudo-healthy in 2021. Um, I just go back to that Christmas night game, 2021. That was the COVID game. A bunch of Colts players came down with COVID right at the last minute day of the game. Shaq Leonard was in that bucket, and EJ Speed came in, had a career-high nine tackles in that game, and really – Played well, and you you didn't uh, you didn't come away 
from that game thinking, well, if, if EJ Speed has to play, we're in trouble. Exactly. So I agree with you. I think he is cut from the same cloth talent-wise, skill-wise as Shaq Leonard. But I think Shaq Leonard's health will dictate what role EJ Speed potentially has with this team next year. And I don't think we're going to know the answer to that question in the first week of, of free agency. It's, it's crazy that if you think about it, the Colts have two linebackers that are both worthy of a contract extension to stay here with Bobby and EJ. And I think both of their careers in a Colts uniform does really rely on, on what the health status of Shaq Leonard is going to be, which is interesting to, when you look at it that way. But I do think that in some ways EJ Speed, because the what he's shown is a smaller sample size, I think that helps his case here for more opportunities here. But I think that it's one of those things that, as you've mentioned, there, there is not really a big drop-off whenever we saw him playing, if anything. The only thing that you didn't see were the turnovers, but there's not many guys out there that can go out and create turnovers like Shaq Leonard can do. Right. So that's one of the things that I'm going to be very interested to see what the other NFL scouting departments, you know, these guys that are part of the scouting team that are looking at the other NFL teams, what their research on EJ Speed is because – I think if you you and I would agree that he might be one of the best kept secrets here just because of the amount of guys, the amount of depth you've had, you haven't had to utilize him as much, but if you needed him, you never really felt like it was something you you felt like if EJ was on the field it was a negative. So in that way, I kind of hope that he kind of flies under the radar and the Colts can can grab yeah, him. I think he's Zaire Franklin in the sense that you'd be surprised, you'd be shocked at how good this guy is and can be if just given a the chance. Opportunity. If right. just given the opportunity to go out there, that's exactly what Zaire Franklin did. He proved to everybody. He didn't have to prove it to himself. He already knew. Right. But, I mean, this guy broke the Colts' single-season franchise record for tackles in a campaign. Right. I mean, nobody really knew that Zaire Franklin had that in him except for the Colts' Chris Ballard, Zaire Franklin. And so that's just a, a, a compliment to those guys, and I think E.J. Speed – kind of falls into that bucket, you'd be surprised how good he is, how reliable he can be if he's a 17-game starter. But you just kind of asked the question I was going to bring up as well. I mean, how do you think the rest of the NFL views EJ Speed? Do you think a lot of scouting departments, when they're weighing free agents, view EJ as a guy that can be a an every-down starting linebacker? That's a great question. I mean, Even though he only has six starts. Right. I I don't think we know that answer, but I think that there is going to be enough people out there that will look at him and look at what that small sample size is and try to, I don't know what the right word is, but just play it through, you know, like a simulation of what they think it can be. And that would grade out to be a starting caliber linebacker, which that is one of the things that, like I said, we're going to see that when free agency comes, whether, you know, if the Colts re-sign him and we don't have to look at it that way, but I think there is going to be an interest because he is a freak athlete. He's got sideline to sideline speed. He plays with great football IQ. There's he's a lot physical. Of, he's physical. There's a lot of things you just, yeah. you, you already like about him, and there is a small sample size, but there's also that, I'm not necessarily saying it's like the NFL draft, you're basing it on potential, but a lot of times with this, you get a young guy who you can sign now at a cheaper rate that you look in a couple of years and go, what a great contract that could be. EJ Speed could be that guy if given that opportunity. And from EJ's perspective, you know, how much how much opportunity is there going to be? If 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 Leonard does come back fully healthy, right. which again, knock on wood, hopefully that's the case. 
I just don't think you can take Leonard off the field. I don't think you can take Zaire Franklin right. off the field. We'll talk about the ramifications of the contract and things like that. But how 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 enticing do you think it's going to be for for EJ Speed for the opportunity to go somewhere and and be the guy and have a more prominent role? If that opportunity comes about, you you can't blame him for really exploring that and and maybe kind of taking that olive branch well I remember him talking about that specifically last year at, at, at training camp Shaq Leonard was was on pup so EJ Speed was getting a lot of that rep in practice and that's one of the things that when he addressed the media he said I want to be an everyday guy I want to start that's what these guys are here doing I mm-hmm. mean you buy in you're a part of the team and you want to do that but ultimately you feel like you are the best player at that spot you want to put your talents on display so for EJ Speed I completely understand if he looks at it and says you know what I had a good four years here I was able to develop into this but I don't want to be you know the third guy on the depth chart and be just a special teamer because if you got the talent level you got the mental makeup like he does I understand if he wants to go and try that opportunity to be an everyday linebacker he's a linebacker shelf shelf life of of that position in this league go get yours exactly right and and you need to be paid like an every down linebacker and there's there's just a financial difference between core special teams guy and stud starter reliable linebacker with that because of his now let's let's bring this back to the Colts side of things with his uh, I hate to use the word acumen because man it's so much more than that for EJ Speed on special teams but he's a game changer he's right. a playmaker for the Colts uh, in the third phase of the game in his four years 31 special teams tackles has a block punt has two touchdown returns for the Colts on block punts and as we said last year played the most snaps of anybody on the Colts roster on special teams. How much does that factor into the Colts' prioritization for EJ Speed and free agency? You know, I think with some guys, you look at it and you go, he can do this and he can also play special teams. I think with EJ Speed, that's where you lead is not can he just play special teams. This guy can be, as you mentioned, a game changer on special teams and then can also be a very good player and reliable on defense too. So I think he kind of has a, a different vibe when it comes to a special teams player where not only is he just a guy that you can play on teams, he's a guy that is a game changer on both aspects of the game. And I think that is going to help him, especially here, because you just know what you have. you got a new special teams coordinator coming in. It would be nice to know that when he walks in, you've got this guy who you can just rely on to be you're building, your yeah, guy. You're building around exactly. that guy. And so. I go back to Zaire Franklin again. Franklin last year re-signed to be a depth piece on defense, but also a core special yeah, teams cap- player. He was the captain of special teams. And so yeah. could EJ Speed from the Colts get a similar type contract with that role in mind? I, I think it's going to be, as as we said, bigger picture. I think it's going to be very difficult for the Colts to justify bringing back Bobby O'Karake. I'm right. not saying it's not going to happen. Agreed. I'm not saying they don't want to. Quite frankly, I think they would love to have Bobby O'Karake back. But as we said during his profile – Given the fact that Shaq Leonard's coming back, he's under contract, he's going to make over $15 million next year. Yep. Franklin, his deal that he signed last offseason puts him around 2 and a half for 2023. Bringing back Okereke and paying him what he's worth and what he deserves, especially now that the NFL is trending to be more of just a, a two-linebacker system. You're not playing – three linebackers on the field all that often in base defense. It's primarily nickel. It's primarily dime. Um, that that really kind of complicates all of this. But you do need depth. Right. Do need depth. And, again, 
EJ Speed gives you position flexibility. I think he's most comfortable and best suited in this defense to back up Shaq Leonard at the will linebacker position. Just You just cannot underscore enough the importance of special teams reliability, game-changing ability on in that phase of the game, and, and the value that he has to this team as a leader, as a guy that, again, gives you a lot of uh, roster flexibility to – you know, block punts and also make stops on third down. Right, and, and as you mentioned with Bobby, I would completely agree with you. You want to bring Bobby back. He's had a great start to his career, and he looks like he's kind of taken that next step to be a premier linebacker. Do you think they have to do one or the other? I, like, does it does it boil down to making that decision between speed and O'Kara K? Can you let both go? I Can think, you afford that? I think, honestly, the way you look at it, and this is, this is not a – a negative towards Bobby at all. I think it's either speed or neither, to be honest. I think Bobby has played so well to this point that his contract, it's just not going to fit with what you have at linebacker because what he's looking for, what you're, what he's probably going to get, right. that would force you to play him. And, and I just don't think you can take Zaire or Shaq off the field. You're not going to play three linebackers. So it's it's one of those things where it's going to be one, one of those guys standing on the sidelines for a majority of the defensive snaps, mm-hmm. and you can't justify paying that for a guy that's not going to be out there on every single snap. Right. So that's not a stab at Bobby. I think you tip your cap. It's very similar to what Anthony Walker did a couple years ago. You know, he, he was a really good linebacker here. It got to the point where it was like, we got a handful of guys, and, and your contract is up. we got guys that are already under contract. It makes more sense for you to walk and see them progress, which kind of lends me to my next point with – you have seen the way that this Chris Ballard regime has drafted linebackers. They've been able to find guys they can slide right in and kind of all over the draft. All too. over the draft. Yeah, I mean, Zaire's a seventh three, rounder. I mean, seventh round pick. You've got great you've point. Got guys all over the. You can so it's almost like you just kind of say that's the one position right. that Chris Ballard really I mean, knows. He has rocked it. Yeah, he really knows how to project and draft and get value yeah. at all different stages of the draft yeah. at that position. So so in that way I almost think that's what it is. It's either EJ Speed if the price is right or or either of them. I don't I don't think you bring back both for sure, but I think EJ Speed might be the most realistic option to bring back. And like I said, going back to the way Chris Ballard has drafted linebackers, I think you can find a couple guys in this draft that you can slide in one at special teams and one at if EJ leaves, mm-hmm. a guy that can slide right into that spot and be you'd be okay with it. All right, good stuff as always. That's a breakdown of EJ Speed, and that'll do it for our free agent tracker podcast series here in 2023, leading you up to Monday with the uh, negotiating period beginning at noon. And then the new league year starts Wednesday at 4 o'clock Eastern time. We've taken a look at nearly all of the Colts' 17 in-house free agents. And now the madness starts. Yep. March Madness, uh, NFL free agent frenzy, whatever you want to – Love it. Whatever cliche you want to use, <laughs> next week is when it gets real. You're, you're going to see a lot of dollar signs. You're going to see some contracts flying off the board. So we'll see how that all impacts the Indianapolis Colts. And as always, for the latest, when – News happens surrounding the Colts. Stay right here. Come back. Colts.com, the Colts Audio Network, and the Colts mobile app. For Casey Vallier, I'm Matt Taylor. Thanks for listening to the Free Agent Tracker podcast, and we'll talk to you soon here on the Colts Audio Network.